Shlomalechem, Mishnah is continuing in the fourth chapter of Shkalim, Mishnah 8. Hamakti Shnechasim, somebody consecrates, gives over to the temple his possessions, similar to the cases we saw yesterday. Bahayu Bahan, and among them, he had Dvarim Reuim Al Gabe Mizbeach, things that could technically go up on the Mizbeach. The Mishnah gives examples Yenot, wine for Nesachim, Shmanim, oil that can be mixed with the menachot and ofot, or birds that could be used as carbonot. Rabbi Elazar of Maris, Rabbi Elazar, this is not the same as Rabbi Eliezer, we saw yesterday's Rabbi Elazar is a different Tana. He says, Yemachru, sell these items. The temple treasurer should sell these items, L'tzorche osamin, to people who need to bring those items in their carbonot, V'yabi bidzmehem, and use that money from the sale of these items, Olot, to bring Olot, to bring elevation offerings that are burnt up on the Mizbeach. But the other items that are not Mizbeach-type items have no real shaykhus, no real connection to going up on the altar. They should go to Bedek Abayit, to the building fund. Now the Bartner brings an explanation that Rabbi Elazar is based on a Pasuk. There's a Pasuk in Vayikra, chapter 22, For any, any vow or any gift offering, that they will bring to Hashem for an Ola which implies that anything that could be an offering that's a gift should be used as an ola. So even though the item might be, uh, it might be appropriate to be part of a mincha, well, a mincha is not an ola, and this pasuk implies it should become an ola, so let's sell it and buy stuff to bring an ola. And he goes on to explain it really has to be a behema, not a bird. If the, A bird could be an ola offering. A bird can be a hatat or an ola, as we'll learn in kinim in detail, but the Pasuk says, Babakar uh, in the cattle and the the sheep and the goats. So really the Ola that we're talking about has to be an animal. So you'll sell all of these items, even birds, and bring Olo to with them. Rather with the proceeds thereof. Great. On to Mishnah Tet. Achat Yom, once every thirty days, Misharin et Holishka. We set the prices for the temple treasury. And as we're going to see, the mission is about to explain, this is due to price fluctuations. Mission goes on, If a contractor, somebody who's you know doing business with the temple, he accepted a contract to give to the temple fine flour, solet, and the rate is for seya for per sella. And then what happened was, amdu mishalosh. So then the prices went up, and now it's, three seya per seller for the same amount of money you're getting one fourth less produce so you saw Ma'arba, he has to give the temple the original price the lower price four units per seller mishalosh if they set the contract at a price you know when the price was three units per seller and now it's less expensive Ma'arba. so the temple gets the benefit of the price decrease and they get more for their money because whenever they make a contract, the temple has the upper hand. Now, it may still be quite beneficial for these businessmen to do business with the temple because they're gaining the reputation as being able to, to supply the highest quality and the most tahor produce. Because, of course, the temple, everything had to be at the highest standards of tahara. The Mishnah goes on, What if the fine flour they sold the temple got wormy and now it's unusable for the offerings? It's low. So the loss goes to the merchant who did business with the temple. If the wine soured, turned to vinegar, he loses out. He would have to supply 
appropriate wine. He would take the loss. He doesn't really get the full benefit of his money until the Mizbeach consumes or uses up the actual item. So Lamaisa, the temple treasurer, can pay the businessmen and the contractors and the suppliers, but they still are on the hook if something goes wrong with the produce they supplied, because again, the temple does not lose out in business dealings. Yashoko Chachem and be well.